Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Welcome back to this next episode in the Hustle with Heart interview series. I am so thrilled to have my friend Jesse Kretzer as our guest for this show. Jesse and I met through my social marketing business with Iron a number of years ago, and she is doing incredible things to bring hope to the world, hope to entrepreneurs, hope to women, hope to those battling cancer, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. So get your pen and paper ready so that you can take some copious notes as we learn from Jesse Kretzer today. Enjoy the interview. Well, everyone, welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast. I am so thrilled that we started this interview series last month. And for those of you that tuned in and listened to the incredible interview that we had with Dr. Sherry, I I hope it brought you such joy and such value. And we have another fantastic interview lined up for you today. I am thrilled to introduce you to my friend, my sister in Christ, my Arbonne sister, Jesse Kretzer. I've known Jesse for a number of years in my Arbonne social marketing business, and she truly is a woman of the word, and she has Christ as her priority in all that she does. And so we are going to dig into this interview, and I, I simply pray that what the Holy Spirit wants you to hear from our discussion today is exactly what falls upon your heart and we have just prayed before we started, so I'm excited to see where the Holy Spirit takes us. So first of all, Jesse, thank you for the honor of having you as my guest on the Hustle with Heart podcast. Well, it's really my pleasure. I am so excited um, for what we're going to do today. So Jesse, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started on your Hustle with Heart journey, and we'll sort of unpack that as we go along. Okay. Well, let's see a little bit about me. I am a mom of two career musician sons. So that means that, you know, I've gone the journey with God, um, you know, just raising them in the Lord. And I also have had a career before my career with Arbonne um, in corporate and I was, you know, I say I, I started my journey with God when I was about 14 or 15, but it wasn't until I was 28 years old when my mother was faced with cancer that I really came back 100% fully committed to live my life for God and walked through that 11-year battle with cancer with her. and. Who I was before that and who I was after that is like a totally different person. So my hustle with heart journey really started 14, 15 years ago when I was at the transition of going from a stay-at-home wife and mother to entering back into the workforce. And I wasn't going to do it without God's direction and God's plan. And so for nine months, 
I prayed with my prayer partners for the job that God wanted to put me in. So I feel like when I started my career with Arbonne in 2005, that's when my hustle with heart journey probably started. That's so beautiful. I could, I'd love to know sort of your perspective on when you say, you know, I prayed over God's direction. What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What do you experience when you know that God is giving you direction? Because I think sometimes as God-centered entrepreneurs, we struggle with that because I think we think it's, you know, maybe we want it to be this big booming sort of Morgan Freeman voice is what I laugh about, but often it's little ways. So talk, can you share a little bit about what, what you experienced then, and maybe what you experienced when you pray over decisions and how those decisions, how his direction comes to you? Yes, I would be happy to do that because this is a big part of my walk with God, really leaning in and listening because I've learned that when I don't listen, things don't go well. And when I do listen, then I can really walk in confidence in something because I know it was God's hand that put me there. And that's what I was describing in my decision to start a business with Arbonne. So I believe and hang on to the verse, James 1, 5, that um, pray for wisdom. Anyone can pray for wisdom and God will give it to them without, in abundance, without reproach. And I've shared that with my boys over the years as they're growing up. It's like, pray for wisdom, pray for wisdom. You know, it sounds so easy, but it's not easy because in order to pray for wisdom and trust God to give you the answer, you have to humble yourself and believe that he will give you the answer. And then you also have to just surrender your part in it other than your part to pray and listen. And obviously you have to go through the motions for nine months. I'm praying for a job and I had to go on interview after interview after interview. And I will tell you that I was scared to death that I was going to get a job offer that was going to put me in a job that made me miserable. I, so there's a little bit of lack of trust, even though I was praying and believing, I still had anxiety in the process, but when it happened, I knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt. So weekly I met with my prayer partners and we would pray for our children and we would pray for big things like this. So for nine months, we're praying for the right job to go, for God to put me in right where he wanted me. And I had been approached several times. I actually had another job offer. And when I was invited to a meeting where I felt like the direction was like, this is it. I literally said, no, I already have something lined up. Thank you. And hung up the phone to my friend. Later that day, I get a call from the job that was lined up that I was excited about. And I was told we changed our mind because the daughter of the owner is going to come on board and do that job. We're so sorry. And I said, no worries. I believe that where God shuts a door, he opens a window. So I called my friend back and I said, all right, I'll go to that meeting with you. So I saw that as God's hand and a sign 
I still went to the meeting not believing that this was what I was supposed to do. But I honest to God, what I say is it wasn't a presentation that convinced me or made me clear on the decision. It was a feeling in my gut mm-hmm. when I was there. It's like, this is it. This is it. And another confirmation, and this is what I look for in the decision. I look for confirmation. I'll even say, God, are you sure? God, I think you're saying this, but I want to be really sure. So um, will you confirm it for me again? He never is sad that we would say that. And so he did confirm it and over and over with just different things that happened. And the funniest thing was two weeks later, after I got several confirmations, I started diving into the training and everything. And I called my friend who invited me to the meeting and I said, oh my goodness, this is perfect for me. And she just smiled and said, yeah, that's why I invited you to the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, God uses our, he uses our friends. He uses our prayer partners. He uses our, our gut feelings. He uses a lot of things. Yeah. That's so beautiful. One of the things that you said that I love so much is you still had anxiety in the process. And isn't that where we tend to be as humans? Even if we have very strong faith and trust, we can have those anxious moments, which is another reason for us to lean in. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. So Jesse, one of the things that I love about you is that God is your priority and tell us for those who sort of struggle with how do I bridge faith and business? How do I bring faith into my business without losing my ambition or without losing my desire to build a business? How how do you do that? Because I know you and I've had many of those conversations. (laughs) Well, I think that, just going back periodically along the journey, checking with God. You know, it's one thing for him to bring you to the business, but then what he's going to do in the business, in his timing versus your timing is something that, that's the journey. That's the hustle with heart, right? Because it's real easy for us to jump in and let's face it, everybody that knows me knows I'm a type A, I'm a go-getter. I don't mind working hard. And I was facing an empty nest, both boys going off to college. So I just wanted to throw myself into working hard rather than working smart because I wanted to fill a void. And so I couldn't understand why God wouldn't promote me to the next level and the next level and the next level quicker or as quick as other people were promoting when I was working so hard. But he didn't call me to that job and that business to work hard. He called me there to provide for me, to surround me with amazing friends and support. And he, you know what? Here's the, here's the really funny thing. I was leading women's ministries at my church prior to starting my own business. And After I was in the sweet spot of life doing that. And when I was asked to do it, 
I was clueless. I'm like, why are you coming to me asking me to do this? And I prayed about it for two weeks before I finally agreed to do it. And then once I started doing it, I was in the sweet spot of life. I was in the center of God's will. It was so obvious. I was just infused with one creative idea after another. And every program I started, just it just turned to gold. And people responded. But then I reached a place in life where God asked me to step down. But I didn't want to step down because I was in the sweet spot of life. And I was, I was impacting women's lives. And I was making a difference. But I was obedient to God. With tears in my eyes, I gave it up. And several years later, I found myself in this business we call Arbonne. In the living room of women, many in the church, many not in the church. But they, whether they were in the church or not, they had the same needs. They needed an encourager in their life. They needed hope. And I was selling skincare and nutrition. And one day, I think it was like two years later, it finally hit me. Oh, my goodness. So I still am in women's ministries. It's just instead of ministering to women in the church now you have me ministering to women in and out of the church wow i'm like what i don't know why it takes me so long to see these things <laughs> they're so obvious and so perfectly planned out by god i guess i'm a slow learner or maybe it's just god's timing well, and what? He, he has a sense of humor, right? So he's like, yes, Jesse, I, I kind of planned it that way. <laughs> but what I love about what you said is so relatable is why, why are we such a slow learner? Like, why can we not see it? And we've seen him do it before. There's a song that I love by Elevation Church. Um, and one of the lines, and I, I have it on my whiteboard, so that's why I'm looking at it, says, I've seen you move, you've moved the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. And how we're still slow learners, even after we've seen him move, right? So I think what you said is so encouraging. And what the other piece of it is that, you know, sometimes God takes things out of our lives. And as type A um, driven people and women, we, we know when we're in that sweet spot and we're loving that sweet spot. But then he says, hold on, I'm going to shift you because your time in that sweet spot and the, and the purpose of that spot is done. So now I want to move you over here because there are people who need you. And as you said, people who are in the church and people who aren't. And that, that took time for you to make those connections. Mm-hmm. There's another word that and you use. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the women and men, but mostly I minister with women and the women outside the church need our love and our encouragement more than the women inside the church. Mm-hmm. So God saw that. He knew what he was doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another word that you used that is so central to who you are, and that is hope. So can you talk a little bit about what hope means to you? And um, when you all start to follow Jesse, you'll see that, uh, that she is all about the beacon of hope. So can you tell us a little bit about hope 
for you and beacon of hope and all the different ways that God is using that in your life? Yes, I can speak to hope. And what I say is I've learned that you can live without a lot of things in life. Hope is not one of them. And I wish no one to go there. And I couldn't be a beacon of hope unless I came to the edge of the cliff and about lost my hope. And that's where God allowed me to journey. I went through one thing after another, one thing after another. It's like, just could it be one more thing? You know, losing my mom to cancer right before, let's see, four or five months before she died, I was taking care of her. I was taking care of my boys and my family. And I was in a horrible bike accident. And it took 24 surgeries and all kinds of dental work. And just, I had to walk around disfigured. My face was a mess. And I had to go through this. I literally spoke at her funeral during this time of going through all these surgeries. And it's like, why at the time of my life, when I'm about ready to face um, menopause, empty nest, um, losing my mom. And I mean, we, I'm a hometown girl, never moved away, talked to my mom three, four times a day. So that was a big void in my life. And then my marriage um, fell apart and I went through every circle, went through every hoop um, and did everything I could possibly do to, to, to avoid a divorce, but ended up with an unwanted divorce even after 30 years of marriage. And that's a real tough thing for a woman who wants to lead women's ministries to reconcile with. Why would God not answer my prayer? to heal my family. And the answer to that is free will. God gives us free will. But at the time when I'm on my knees and they're bleeding, I couldn't see that. So I lost my hope. I came so close to just saying, I have no reason to live. And I had a plan. And it was God's, God was bigger than that. God was bigger than my plan to end my life. But he needed me to understand what it felt like to feel like there's no reason to go on. So I believe that he allowed that in my life for me to be a beacon of hope to others. To I know I've done I've studied my spiritual gifts a number of times and beyond a shadow of a doubt I know he, he, it's in my DNA to be an encourager, an exhorter. And so at 61, I've finally figured it out. That, oh, so that's why all that. That's my purpose. And there's nothing better than being in, working in your purpose. And some people will say, well, I love following you, but I'm not one of your clients. I don't, you know, buy your products or whatever. And I'll say, my product is hope. And that just, that gives me a lot of reasons to live. And it gives me a lot of hope and encouragement every day. 
Oh, Jesse, I did not know that about you. And that it, I'm, you know, tearing up over here. That's so I, I'm speechless, just speechless. And, and I love the lesson that God does bring us to the brink where the only thing to do is to reach up for his hand. And, you know, that's, that's where hustle with heart came from for me. And so tell us how you've taken beacon of hope and, and the different ways that you use that because you are a writer, you are a business owner, you are a soon to be podcaster. So we'll get, we're going to share that with everybody so that they can start to tune into your podcast. Um, so tell us how, how beacon of hope sort of reaches so many different places for you. Well, Beacon of Hope was born in 2012 when I promoted to regional vice president with Arbonne, and I got the opportunity to name my team. And Diane Hinkle actually gets a lot of credit here because she's she was mentoring me as a friend in my business. And when I would say, why is this not happening sooner or why is this doesn't seem like it's working, she would say, Jesse, you just have to be a beacon of light. Like just keep doing the do. And when people are ready, they'll find you. And I also kind of really put that around raising your children because when they become adults and they go off to college and they, they adopt their own belief system and their priorities, you have to continue to be a beacon. Just that light out in the dark waters that's shining and shining and the ship's going out its own way, but eventually that ship's going to turn around. And when that ship turns around, I want to be standing strong and be standing firm. And I want my light shining brightly. So whether it's my boys or my friends or anyone that needs hope, whatever it is, I want them to see the light. And so that's kind of where Beacon of Hope started. But then I started realizing that it's bigger than just in my business. It's really my life mission. Whether I, you know, am ever always doing Arbonne or not, I'm a Beacon of Hope. And that's what God has called me to be. And the funny thing is that both of my boys are musicians clear as anything from the time they were in middle school. That's what they were wired to do. They were passionate about it. My older son, Derek, um, writes, he's more the lyric writer. And so he, I've always said to him, Derek, you have words for the world. And every birthday card, whatever, I always sign it, you have words for the world. And it hit me just last year that just like God designed them to be musicians, and what a shame it would be if they weren't. What a waste of their talent. He designed me to be an encourager. And so I am to be an encourager and to be a beacon of hope in all aspects of my life. So that's kind of where, that's kind of what's all wrapped up in that beacon of hope. Yeah. Well, and your words for the world. So I, I love that because you do have words for the world. So tell us, tell us a little bit about um, some of the projects that you have going on to bring words to the world, because you have some really interesting things that I think our audience is absolutely going to want to be tuning into and looking for. Okay. Well, I was trying to figure out how this all fit together. And 
finally God showed me how it all fit together. Because in the beginning, it seemed to me like it was three completely different projects. And now I see that it's under the umbrella of hope. So the first project was in 2014, I self-published my first book. And it's called Meditations by the Sea. And it's my moments with God where I was going through a lot of that hard stuff that I described. And God met me in my walks on the beach. Or I was at home in tears and God just gave me this analogy of a beach experience that gave me encouragement. So I would write those out over the years. And finally, in 2014, I published the book, Meditations by the Sea. And I didn't consider myself an author. I consider myself someone that wanted to put this together as a passion project. Some I would have it to give as gifts. Um, and it just, it just made me feel like, oh, I, I'm not too old to accomplish these kind of things in this stage of my life. So... That is kind of the first piece. And then the second thing that came about was just encouraging nine to five rebels. I call myself a nine to five rebel. I call my musician sons a nine to five rebel. I call artists a nine to five rebel. I call people that want to open a coffee shop, a restaurant, whatever it is, a nine to five rebel. And many people misinterpret this entrepreneurial spirit. And I have always found myself wanting to encourage someone who has a dream to go for it. And so I'm currently writing a book, Encouragement for the 9 to 5 Rebel. And my podcast, the first season, is interviewing 9 to 5 Rebels of all walks of life. So the third thing is I'm writing a book about my mom, her 11 years with cancer. Dancing Gracefully with Cancer. The woman danced gracefully with cancer. But I didn't really figure that out until 22 years now she's been gone. And I have watched family upon family navigate this journey. And I realized that she had something unique. She had something special. Our family had something going on. And so I realized that her story needs to be told because it's filled with tips and advice and encouragement for caregivers and cancer patients. Her story will kind of help people navigate that road. So my second or third season will be me interviewing cancer patients that are dancing gracefully with cancer. Mm. So I'm beginning to see how it's all coming together. And I'm like, what am I? Am I a podcaster? Am I an author? Am, am I a business owner? Am I a mom? What am I, mom? What am I, God? <laughs> and he's like, you're an encourager. You're a beacon of hope. And so I'm taking my life experience as a business owner, as a mom, um, as a godly Christian woman that found herself in an unwanted divorce almost losing her hope and a nine to five rebel and a daughter of a cancer patient. And I'm, I was a caregiver. I'm just taking all of that and I'm running it through my hope filter. And I love to write. I love to speak as you can tell. And so I got to have somewhere to 
put all these words. Uh, oh my gosh. As you were un as you were sort of unveiling all of that to us, it is so crystal clear that it is all about hope. The hope that you can give to other nine to five rebels. And I love the idea of nine to five rebel because I think that when you start to go out on your own in whatever business or venture, whatever it is, when it doesn't fit that, that um, construct of what work is supposed to look, supposed to look like it is, it is, it's rebellious, you know, and it can feel a little bit rebellious. Um, But there's hope there. There's hope for them. There's hope for those who have no hope meditations by the sea. There's hope for those walking through the cancer journey. And there's hope that you provide in your Arbon business, hope for people to live healthier, hope for people to have a nine to five rebel um, business opportunity, or, you know, hope to be around people that are encouraging or whatever that looks like. And so I'm so glad that, that God connected all of those dots for you, because I think sometimes as God-centered entrepreneurs, we're on this hustle with heart journey and he shifts us and he says, I want you to go do this. But you're like, but wait, I'm, I'm doing this. And there are all these other pieces of it, but it all comes under that umbrella. And I do want to say one thing about spiritual gifts to our listeners. If you've not done a spiritual gifts survey, there are plenty of places that you can find those online. Um, Contact me. I can, I can send you a link. But those spiritual gifts, knowing what those are and then putting those to work, it that is truly where you feel yourself walking in the center of God's will and and in your clearly in your purpose when you are employing those gifts. And it may be you've experienced that because there's a piece of your business or there's something that you do and you think, man, when I'm doing this, like I can just feel the flow of love. I can just, I feel I'm in my space and time flies and I do it for free. And that's, that's using your spiritual gifts. And that's what this piece that Jesse's talking about, like that's exactly where God perfectly wants all of us positioned. Well, and I think we spend our life trying to figure out how to be in the center of God's will. And we want to know if it's this job or that job, if it's live this place or that place. And I did a study years ago. Um, Henry Blackaby mm-hmm. wrote um, Experiencing God. It's a study and it's also a book. And I did the book and the study. And it takes you through just a great examination of your life. And one of the things that he says in that study that really stuck with me is look around. Look where God is working and join him. Mm. And that's really how I've decided I'm doing a podcast. Because, And that's why I did, that's why I wrote a book. I can literally remember a friend at a picnic many, many years ago saying, Jesse, you should write a book. And, you know, it's just like all those things, um, those little clues that God gives you along the way but you can't get ahead of his timing. You just have to kind of keep watching for the clues, look around and see where he's working and join him and just let him lead you. Mm. So beautiful. So beautiful. Um, as we finish up, there's, there's two things. Um, number one, what Jesse is saying about 
watching where God is working and go there. You all know, if you've listened to me for any stretch of time, you know, I am super vulnerable and, and I am normally walking through whatever I'm teaching on, or I've just come through it. And I have many times reached out to Jesse and our mutual friend, Linda, and said, where do I go? And I think every time, Jesse, you say, look around and see where God is working and go there. That is such just sage advice. So I wanted just everybody to know that you've given me that advice too. Um, I want to finish up with one last question that I ask in every interview. And that is, um, what are three words that you would use to describe your hustle with heart journey? Can I use beacon of hope? (laughs) Absolutely. You use it. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I was thinking, oh gosh, I hope I can come up with an answer. (laughs) And then you said that. So beacon of hope would be a good way to describe my hustle with heart. Mm -hmm. I think because regardless of how I'm hustling, am I being a beacon of hope? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Jesse, the Holy Spirit was here. That's what I want from these interviews. I can feel him just in this presence and, and the message and the wisdom that you've shared. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for, for being so transparent and sharing your story and, Tell us how people can find you. We're going to post this in the show notes and I'll post Jesse's links, but how can people find you? JesseKretzer.com. J-E-S-S-I-E-K-R-E-T-Z-E-R.com. And that's where they can get a link to my, my blog, my podcast, my website, just everything. It's all connected there. I'm on Instagram and I am on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn, not so much on Twitter, but um, I am on those main social media platforms and I love to be an encouragement and I'd love to be your, your friend. My goal every single day for this year is that I would encourage at least one person, whether I know it or not. Mm. And I'm trusting God to use Um, you know, these virtual methods to do that. And I love that I was born for such a time as this, that I embrace technology and I embrace social media. And that's one of the ways I said, God, why do I, why am I comfortable here? Why do I kind of like this when other people don't? And that was a way he was indicating to me that he had something for me to do here. So good. Jesse, thank you for the honor and the privilege to have you as our guest. Thank you for your wisdom. I love you so much, my friend. And I can't wait for everybody well, to listen to this. Well, God bless you and your, your mission here because you are doing a great job, Erin. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. If you'd like to book me as a speaker for your organization, or you're looking for a coach to help you pursue success God's way, visit AaronHarrigan.com or connect with me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart coach. Follow me on Instagram as Aaron Harrigan Entrepreneur and help us spread the word of Hustle with Heart by subscribing to this podcast, leaving us a review and sharing it with others.